0: So this is uh, the parable of the sower, number four, and what we're going to look at today, it's going to be a little different for some, but I want to ask a question, is all soil the same? I just think about that for a minute. You know, a lot of people just think dirt's dirt, right? Hey, it's dirt, right? You track it in the house, you get it on you, things like that, but uh, There are several different soil types, you know, on the earth that uh, farmers and gardeners both have to deal with, and it's only prudent that we understand because, you know, the different soil types or conditions will have an effect on our harvest, and we need to understand that, and if if a farmer doesn't really understand what kind of soil they have, you know, things just won't go the way that they intended it. And anybody that's ever tried to plant something, you wonder why it's not growing. It's usually a lot of it because of the soil or something that we did wrong. Seed was created to work. Seed, seed for the most part. And you're going to get different results, you know, based on the soil type. Now, you know, recap, last week, you know, we talked about the thorns, right? And how to watch for weeds in our life. Because as we've looked through this, week one, you know, we talked about having ears to hear. Let them hear. And as we looked at it, we know that Jesus spoke in parables for two reasons. Number one, to bring clarity to those who had ears to hear. But also to bring confusion to those who weren't really interested in the gospel. And those, basically two types of people on the earth. Those who are interested and those who just aren't interested. And remember, we looked at the idea those those uh, who were interested were excited about it. And that's how they were able to receive from God. And those who were not excited about the Word of God, well, to them, it just became more confusing as they went along. And that same week, we looked at how the hard ground, as the sower went out to sow, it said some, feeds, some seeds fell, uh, fell behind the, beside the road. And as it did that, that ground, you know, was packed down, so the seed couldn't go in. Well, the birds, which meaning Satan code for Satan there, he would come in and steal the word. And we know a lot of people like that, right? Just don't seem like they get it. You know, uh, mainly it's a heart condition. And that's something that needs prayed for. Next, we look at the idea of the rocky soil. And the rocky soil was soil that had some topsoil, but down below was very hard, had rocks. So the root, it would, it would try to grow, it would burst forth from the seed, but it couldn't find any depth So when it got hot or or different conditions came in, it would just die. Couldn't find no depth of soil. So those two there, the, the seed doesn't really get a fighting chance. It's not really fair. Well, then the third one we looked at last week was the idea of the thorns. Good soil, decent soil, but yet what happened was because of the weeds, it came in. And it choked out the, 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 the seed from being able to grow and the, and the plants from being able to grow. And what it was is that the seeds grew, but they had a lot of competition. And that's where we pick up some more believers, some people that are maybe in the faith. But yet they, they allow so many outward influences in their life to come in. And it distracts them and it causes the, 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 them not to get the harvest. See, the goal of this is to get the harvest, to get the fruit. The fruit of God's Word to start to uh, 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 manifest in our life, and that's talking about life change. And see, that's what it's all about. And so that's, that's kind of where we went last week, and now this week we're going to look a little bit more, as well as the next week, the idea of the, of the soil conditions a little more in depth on what it means to have these different soil conditions. Our, our theme scripture is found in Matthew Chapter 13, verse 3 to 9, it says, And he spoke many things to them in parables, saying, Behold, the sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seeds fell beside the road. And the birds came and ate them up. Others fell by on the rocky places where they did not have much soil. And immediately they sprang up, because, but they had no depth of soil. But when the sun had risen, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. Others fell among the thorns, and the thorns came and choked them out. Then here's where we're going to be today. And others fell upon the good soil, and it yielded a crop, some a hundredfold, some sixty, and some thirty. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Let's pray. Father God, we come to you in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, so much for the opportunities you send our way. And Lord, right now we have an opportunity to be able to receive from your Spirit. The Spirit is the teacher today. Holy Spirit, just have your way in our lives. And Lord, I yield to that gift you put inside of me. Lord, I pray for words that both pierce and penetrate to leave my lips, and Lord, let it be for your glory. We bind Satan from stealing the word out of our hearts in any way, shape, or form. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. So, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. So we're going to look at today, what, what, what's interesting, there's a couple things that stick out from the, the last pass, that last verse of this passage. Number one, it talks about understanding, and then it talks about 30, 60, and 100-fold. Now, I don't know about you... But if I have two people working in a garden, let's say three people side by side, one of them's getting three dollars, one's getting six, and one's getting, a, you know, 10, or say, I guess, these days, with inflation, one's getting 30 dollars, one's getting 60 dollars, and one's getting 100 dollars an hour for working, which one would you rather be? Oh, I don't want to be in a higher tax bracket. I'll take the 30. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> would you? You know, it's an honor to pay taxes. That means you made some money, amen? So most of us want the hundredfold. It's only natural that we'd want to see, you know, if we're, if we're, if we're putting the time in as, and the effort in, it's only natural that we want to get the greatest return for our investment, the investment of God's Word in your life. And that's what we're going to see here because there was, there was different, different levels of return. For that seed that was sown. Remember, the seed's a seed. All of them had the same seed. But some got 30, 60, and 100. So, as I was kind of unraveling this a little bit and unpacking it in my mind, you know, talking about being different types of soil conditions. Now, as many of you know, I was raised on a farm. So... I I worked on a farm, and we had animals, but we also had row crop, meaning we planted, you know, corn and beans, as well as, you know, maybe oats every now and then with the hay. You mix that in there, but mainly corn and beans. And so I, I do have a little understanding about a few things, but as I look back, I can see my dad was a lot smarter than I thought he was. Amen? Have you ever learned that as you got older? You know, and I'm going to go into that in a moment. Now, In perfect weather conditions, any soil can grow a crop, as long as you get the rain at the right time. Have you ever talked to a farmer? It's never totally perfect, is it? Well, how's it going? Ah, it's a little dry, or it's a little wet, it's a little hot, a little cold. You know, it's hard to get a farmer to say it's perfect growing conditions. You can get them to do it after a while, but for the most part, you know, why? Because they care so much about their crops. Because that's their livelihood. And they want to they see the things grow. And just like those of you who put a garden in. That's why some of you carry water to your garden. Why? You want it to produce. That's why you go the extra mile and do the extra work. Because you want to help it along. But the truth is, as we found out in life, is that the weather doesn't always cooperate with us, does it? It doesn't always cooperate. You know, on any given day, it can go from dodging raindrops one minute to suffering from a heat stroke the next, can't you? That's just the way it is sometimes. And the truth is, life doesn't always cooperate. You know, it's sitting inside this room, different people are going through different weather conditions of their life, different attacks, different things going on that we have to deal with. And we're all receiving the same seed today, right? I'm not whispering to these guys, giving you guys a little extra, and these guys I'm holding back. No, it's the same seed, but there's going to probably be different results today, and we're going to look at that, and that's because, you know, the idea is that, you know, it's the soil that we have to kind of look at and work on. And what I found out, as many of you know, I don't know if too many people been able to do this that I know of, but how many have planted on Monday and harvested on Tuesday? Has anybody ever got to do that? If you do, man, you've learned something that everybody wants. Now, there's usually a long growing season. Whenever you plant something, it could be weeks or months even before you start to see some of the, the fruit of your labor, some of the things start to manifest. And, and as, as we look at this, I want to I go off onto the soil a little bit. Primarily on the planet today, now I'm not a, I don't know what the right word is, a botanist or a scientist and, and things, but what I've researched, primarily all dirt, primarily is made up of three basic ingredients, although there's another one too we're going to look at. sand, silt, and clay. Those are the three basic components when you look at dirt. And inside that dirt, if you have it kind of, you know, broken down, you're going to find different parts of that. Now, we know what sand is. That's pretty simple. We need silt, you know, and then you got your clay. Now, different soil content, as we're going to see, will produce a different sized harvest. Now, first, we're going to look at sandy soil. Now, sandy soil, all I know is I've heard that sandy soil will grow watermelons. Amen? I love watermelon. You know, watermelon will grow in other places, but I've always heard they grow better over by the, the river where it'd come out, the creek would come out and all that, and different things, are different soil content. Now, not everything can grow in that. Now, the benefit of sandy soil, what we're going to do is we look at these three basic soil types. We're going to try to locate ourselves. We're going to try to locate. Now, remember, we're talking about our heart and what God wants to do in our life. Now, sandy soil, uh, the benefit of sandy soil is that roots don't really have trouble spreading out because the soil is very easy to navigate through. And I'm not talking about just sand. I'm talking about dirt that has a high sand content. And but the hindrance is that this sandy soil it doesn't retain water or nutrients as good. So it's really easy to receive, but yet it it can't really hold on to things. And what happens is they just pass right through the sand because it has a it has more of a, a porous nature. And what'll happen with this kind of soil is that when it gets warm, the plant is going to suffer because it can't retain the water, like other soil types can. And it, 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 you need to irrigate. Now some of you have driven through different places and you see the, the big machines and they're spitting all that water out there on the ground. You know, a lot of that could be either because it's dry, but also it could be because they have a high, song, high, high sand content in their dirt, which isn't re- able to, to hold the water. And, and what happens is by irrigation, by watering at the right time, it's gonna help and so that, that dirt can really get along. Now. To me, this is a picture of somebody that really needs to stay connected either to a support person or a support group because when, when, it, when, it, when, it, when attacks come, and, and this doesn't have to be forever. I want us to see that. I want us to locate our soil in our heart, and then we're going to try to modify that soil. Now, this person maybe is starting now, and what happens is the fact that in this stage, you know, they're a little more fragile. They're more of a fragile Christian to some degree. And this, this soil is going to grow. This could very well be maybe the 30 fold return, unless it gets the, the, the rain or the water at the right time. But if this is kind of you, if you notice that, that you can, when, when hard times kind of come your way, you kind of pull back or you dry up a little bit, you know, that's, that should tell you that, hey, you know, it's not a God problem, it's a me problem. And I need to maybe stay a little better connected to somebody. You need to maybe seek somebody out that can be a confidant or somebody in your life that can encourage you and continually water you to help to start. Because the good news is, is once you start to bear fruit, then you're going to start to see that life change. And I think, you know, some of these things are going to happen. Um, and, and that's just the, just part of the game on, on how this is going to work. So that that sand is good in the sense because you may be, be able to grab onto the word real quick. You know, some people can just, boom, get it real quick. But, the, and, and root down a little bit, but the drawback of sand, if you're going to pull weeds, this is the best dirt to pull weeds out of. You know why? The roots can't grab a hold that good. And they just pull it right out. And see, that's what the enemy is going to try to do if you have this kind of soil condition in your heart. It's easy to get unearthed real easy. You say, well, that sounds like a real drag. It is and it ain't. You can still produce. But just know this is the kind of soil you have to deal with right now. And then there's some things you can do to turn that soil around, to start to change it. And that's important. Remember, this parable, the sower, Jesus said, is the most important parable in a sense that if you understand this parable you understand all the parables. And this is one of the most basic life situations that you and I can get into. Because to me, it all comes back to the Word. How we understand the Word and what we can do with the Word of God. Because it's the Word of God that will change our life. You know, we we try to reform, but we need to be regenerated. And we need to allow God's Word to come in there. And remember, this, this kind of soil... It fell into the good group, so don't be discouraged. Now the next one we'll look at is silty soil. Silty soil. Now silt is just kind of what it sounds like. It's a sediment material that was carried off by water in a flood. You know, I mean, there's a lot of, you know, when the water rises, that topsoil and thing, it kind of gets washed away and then it settles somewhere. Now the good news about this kind of soil, it's fairly fertile. It's really good soil, but it has some drawbacks. And this is something that, you know, we can maybe grab a hold of. Now, this, this kind of soil, it'll hold on the water, but for whatever reason, it doesn't hold on to the nutrients as good as it should. Maybe it has some understanding issues. Some things in its life that maybe they can't put two and two together. And that's very important. As a Christian, you know, if we're going to grow in Christ, we need to be able to put, you know, lack of a better term, take different passages and be able to put them together to formulate some sort of revelation that God wants to get to us. Amen? I mean, it's not just, you know, one and done. No, but you it's line upon line, precept upon precept, as you start to put these things together, it starts to paint a picture. And it helps us to understand what it is that the Spirit of God is trying to tell to us. Now, this kind of soil, uh, like I said, it holds on the water well, it gets kind of mucky but it doesn't hold on to the nutrients. Now, it's kind of cold soil, and it doesn't really drain real good. And so it's kind of a a, a denser soil. Have you ever picked up dirt? Now, maybe somebody said, what are you talking about? But anyway, I, you know, I have. Now, some dirt, now I'm not talking about after a rain. I'm talking about this is just the way this dirt is. Have you ever picked up some dirt and you rubbed it between your fingers and your fingers turned black or dark? That means it has a silk content because it'll discolor your hand a little bit and make it so that it sticks to you. That's kind of what this dirt is about. Sandy soil, you don't have that problem. Clay, you know, maybe, but this is more of a different thing. It's a sticky, it's kind of a sticky substance. And the drawback of this is that this silty soil is not aerated very good and it get compacted. Now, if you're a farmer and you know this and you're, you have a high, high silt content in your ground, you don't just drive over your field a lot of times with a tractor because you're actually doing more damage than good because you're packing it down. And sometimes you've got to get that chisel plow and dig it up. And that's another side thought in itself. I don't want to go down there too far. But back in the day, they used to have a mow board. You ever see the, the dirt that's just been turned over? It talks about the first, what, 18 inches or so of dirt? Well, that's all they would touch. And after a while, it could actually get packed down a little bit. But if you get the old chisel plow that looks like a big fork-looking gizmo and dragged out through the dirt, they go deeper, and they really tear up some of that dirt. Now, what happens with this kind of person as, as it gets compact, I think this kind of person with this kind of soil is that the picture I see is that they hold on to things too long. Have you ever done that? You know, things that happen in life, instead of just letting them go and letting God, you're the type of person that maybe holds on to it. And you keep it. And just like that sticky dirt will stay on you, you allow the, the, the problems of this world to, t- to try to attach themselves to you. And they kind of weigh you down. And that'll hold you back. Because really, we're supposed to let God, Jesus says, take my burdens, up, you know, he takes his burdens upon us. And we're supposed to take his yoke, right, which is easy. But see, what happens with this kind of soil content, if we have more of a silk content, you know, we're going to maybe allow that stuff to, to, to get to us, and we've got to keep those problems away. Uh, one of the things that you need to do if you find yourself with this kind of uh, heart is that you need to keep your shield of faith up, even more so than other people, because you take things too personally. And the shield of faith is going. The Bible says in Ephesians, doesn't it? You know, talks about quenching every fiery dart, every fiery dart that the enemy brings against us. See, Satan's out there trying to penetrate and throw and throw darts and missiles at us to try to get us. Remember, if he can keep us from getting saved, once he loses there, he's going to keep us from producing fruit. So he's just constantly doing that to our life. So he's going to try to come in. So that's why we need to keep that shield of faith up and. What I would suggest is that you need to stay active in the things of God so you don't go negative. You know what I'm talking about? Going negative. You know, we can be going right along in life and going real good. We can read the Word. We can say the Word. But if our attitude is bad and we go negative and we see the worst case scenario of every situation, it's going to hinder our crop. Remember, we're trying to get the hundredfold return, right? I want you to get the hundredfold return. Now, and, and, and if we allow the things of this world to come in, and it's going to taint the way that we approach our approach to life and our, and, and our ability to be able to receive from the things of God, then we need to be aware of these things, this kind of soil. Now, the next one's going to hit a little more in southern Iowa clay. Everybody knows what clay is, right? You know, what really surprised me, I always looked at clay as a negative. Because I always compare, I love driving through northern Iowa. You ever see that, I don't know, maybe it's just me because I was raised on a farm. I love black dirt. You just see that dirt out there in the field, you just get envious. That's so rich and fertile. But down here in southern Iowa, we got a lot of clay especially on the hills, because the good topsoils may be washed away. So I thought, well, that ground isn't that good. But no, I was wrong. I was dead wrong. As a matter of fact, what I found out is the fact that clay soil is really good. It's rich in plant food. It really surprised me. Now, I know we grow pretty good crops around here for some, to some degree. I mean, uh, but one of the things about clay, and this is a soft, this is a hard story for me to swallow, is that clay will expand with water and shrinks when it dries out. And Those of you who are on the building committee know what, I, what we went through. We, when we built this building, we pushed the topsoil. When I say we, the bulldozer. And uh, they let me drive the bulldozer after a while. That was pretty dangerous. But anyway, it was fun. But we put, they pushed the topsoil away, and they made a little uh, ditch out here and they pushed that topsoil away and they went down and they dug up clay and they hauled and they pushed the clay up on here where we're standing and then they packed it in real tight. Why? Because you want a good foundation for the building. But then right before we was gonna pour the concrete, I I had some guys and they talked me into doing it, which I'm glad we did. We had the soil tested. Well, we found out that our clay wasn't the good clay. I was not aware of that. So we had to push all this clay back out again. It's out in the parking lot, under the rock. And we had to buy clay. Well, you know where that clay was? A quarter mile that way. That's all. His clay is better than our clay. Because his kind of clay wouldn't expand and contract. Because the reason why you didn't want dirt to expand and contract when you build a foundation is that when it gets wet, it'll heave. And when it dries out, it'll shrink. And what will that do to the walls and the floors, see? So that's probably more than you want to know about that. But anyway, that's just kind of how that worked out for us. So I did have a little understanding about clay to some degree. And what happens is that clay, with this expansion and contraction and seeing that kind of soil condition... Uh, one drawback it doesn 't really let the air pass through because it is a little denser, but it doesn't really hold, it, it really does hold on to the nutrients well, so maybe you have this kind of soil condition in your heart you know it 's really rich in plant food now one thing that you find out about clay is that you can 't work clay ground when it 's cold and wet now if you 're a farmer or a gardener, you know that it may be warm outside, but if the soil temperature isn't right or the, the dirt's not dried out just enough, you'll do more damage working that dirt than by waiting. And this is something I couldn't understand as good as a kid. Because when I wanted to work in the field, I said, Dad, let's go. No, it's not ready yet. I said, come on, it's all right. Come on, let's go. We're wasting time here. Because when I moved back from Colorado, I would help him put the crops in a little bit, and it just seemed like we were piddling a lot. But he knew his soil, I didn't. See, we have a little bit of clay out in that area. And if you work clay ground too wet, it's going to come up with a bunch of clods. Just hard, it's just terrible. But yet I was, you know, rammy, I was ready to go. That's just my nature. I was, come on, let's get her done. Let's get on to the next thing. You know, but a good farmer knows his dirt. And we need to be good farmers in our heart in being able to understand what kind of soil conditions that we have, we have in our heart. And the picture of this person is that timing is everything. Timing is everything. So in this person, they kind of have a lot of good qualities, but yet there's some things they got to work with. And uh, they're very stable because they have a good root system that lets stuff get in there. And with the clay, the, the roots are going to grab a hold real good. And they, and they have good, good rich soil because they stay, you know, the nutrients are in the, the Word of God there and in their heart. But what I found out about this person, I think, is the fact that they, they struggle in the sense of warming up to new revelation. They're a little stuck in their ways sometimes. You know, a little rigid, kind of like clay is to work with. So you've got to wait for the right moment to be able to work the dirt. And sometimes they have to be in the right place to be able to receive that word to let it do life change. Amen? Well, now we're going to get to a new one. This is the one we all want. Now, we know that all soil is made up of three components, correct? We have sand, we have silt, and then we have clay. Well, now we're going to get to the good stuff that's in Northern Iowa. and We have some around here, and that's called loam. To me, that's the best soil. That's the Goldilocks of soil, L-O-A-M. This consists of a balance of 40% sand, 40% silt, and 20% clay. And this is the best dirt that there is for growing. Oh yeah, I forgot to mention, there's a secret ingredient in that too sometimes. And we're going to go into that in a minute. Because we all want that secret ingredient, don't you? Want to know what the secret sauce is? And see, we want that hundredfold return. We want to see things growing. Hopefully, we can get our our heart to the place where we get past these other uh, things and get to good soil. Now, it, it... Loam is, is really dark in color and soft, and, it, and it's dry and crumbly to the hands. Like I said, if you picked up the silt and rubbed it between your fingers, it would stick to you. Well, if you pick up this loam dirt and you pick up a clod, it just melts in your hand. Just awesome. Just awesome dirt. Really gross stuff. Now, what happens with this is the fact that um, it, it, it kind of does two things. It, it's, it's tight in the sense that it holds water, but yet it's weird. It'll still let air pass through. You think, air? Yeah, air's got to get down to the roots. and That's what helps some, a lot of plants grow. So this soil has the best of all the worlds together. Now, the secret ingredient that I was talking about that makes this dirt really beneficial is it's called, um, you know, uh, organic material, is what's mixed in that dirt. Organic materials, dead animals, or plants. Now some call it humus, but that's a... I looked that up and there's a big discrepancy right now in the scientific world about H-U-M-U-S. Not, we're not talking about chickpea salad, you know what I'm saying? You know, that's what they make humus out of. But anyway, um, uh, garbanzo beans. But no, this is a different thing, and so I'm not going to go there. We're just going to call it organic material. And that's why a lot of farmers, or gardeners especially, farmers don't. Now, we used to clean out the barn and take the manure out to the ground. That would help it. But a lot of gardeners, they'll make compost, right? They'll throw all their goopy stuff and, in a pile and let it ferment. Then they'll take this and they'll put it in their dirt. And see, what they're doing is they're increasing the quality of their dirt. See, I always thought they was just fertilizing it. But that's not totally true all the time. By You can change the, the quality of dirt by doing certain things and certain additives. And see, that's what I want us to see. Is maybe our heart is in a certain spot and we get frustrated. But God can change your heart. Now what I found about this organic material, what it says is that it'll retain water for weeks longer than other dirt. It's like a sponge. Have you ever been a sponge when it comes to the things of God? I think we all have, right? We just soak in the Word. And, and that's where we need to be. We need to be the kind of person or have the heart that just really takes the Word of God in, and then they, they allow uh, that Word to take place, and, and it starts to bring that life change. So what I feel about this person there's dead organic material that really helps that dirt, is if they've allowed the dead things in their life to become fertilizer. Instead of letting those dead things, those bad things that's happened to us, they've turned it around. You know that that song they sing, turning coal into diamonds? That's kind of what this person's learned to do. Because we all face different problems in our life. All these things kind of come in. And some things will make us wither up and die or dry up or pull back. But, you know, God is in his word here. It says if we can turn these things around, we're going to use them as uh, stepping stones instead of stumbling blocks. I'm wrapping this up here. Matthew thirteen twenty three. it says, And the one whom the seed was sowed on good soil, this the man who hears the word and understandeth it, he indeed bears fruit. And brings forth some 160, and 30. Now, same soil, different results. So it's all about resta- understanding and retention. Remember that word retention. See, some soil can retain water better, and some Christians retain the Word of God better because of their heart condition or their soil condition. That's why we need to get to the place where we can turn that around. So, as we've learned with them three or maybe four different types of soil, that different soils can retain nutrients and water at different levels. So, we need to get to the place, well, how do we get to the Goldilocks dirt? How do we get our heart to the right place? Because we do know that them perfect growing conditions do not exist at all times. And as a Christian, you know, we got to learn to produce in all different kinds of climate. There's a lot of Christians, when I used to travel as evangelists way long time ago, they would live from Sunday to Wednesday, from Wednesday to Sunday, and that's just how they lived. Sunday, woo, glory to Jesus. Monday, bam, 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 devil just beat tar out of them. Limp to Wednesday. Praise God, hallelujah. Went out Thursday, bam, bam, devil beat them up. Limp to Sunday. See, the conditions were bad, so they couldn't survive. See, they're based on emotions, not based on the Word, because the Word never changes, our emotions do. That's why, we, that's why human nature, you know, we have so many, so many different issues. Now, the basic mistake that you and I make, and this will kind of tie in as we're going into next week, is that when we interpret the Word based on our life experience rather than by, by divine revelation... And this is where people get messed up, and they make, that's why we have so many different denominations or flavors a lot of times. is because we interpret the Word through our life experience, so we think that's what it is, instead of letting line upon line, precept upon precept, letting the Word build the picture. It's like if you have a puzzle. Now, my wife, she loves puzzles. I hate puzzles. I hate to have to sit down and meticulously look at all these little things that look alike. To me, I can't make heads or tails out of them. But she loves to do that. And just taking these pieces and try to fit them together. And see, that's what we need to learn to do when it comes to the things of God is to be able to put the puzzle pieces of our life together to understand it according to God's line upon line rather than, you know, my dad used to beat me so evidently I'll, I'll, our, my Heavenly Father does not going to be nice to me either. You know what I mean? Or that some one of my friends stabbed me in the back and hurt me. Maybe stole my my girlfriend or my husband or wife or whatever and boyfriend so now I can't trust no more. All these life experiences come in and they flavor or taint us to cause us so that when we look at God's word we're not seeing it for the pure thing that it is. We're actually looking at it with different colored eyeglasses on. Sunglasses or whatever. And we're we're not being able to see exactly what God wants for us to have. I appreciate you hanging with me here. I just had so much information I got to get through here today because I, I want to wrap this up next week. Now, the good news is is that instead of making the Word fit our circumstances, we got to let the Word change our circumstances. And in doing so, what we're going to find out is that this, God's Word, the Holy Seed, is the only seed that has the ability to change its soil conditions. And that's, that's beneficial to you and I. Because maybe you're sandy or maybe you're silty or maybe you're, you know, maybe got a little bit too much clay. The good news is the Word can change your soil and get you to the place where you can receive. So how do we apply this? Just because your soil isn't perfect, don't give up. This is what I've noticed from a lot of believers. They'll, they'll get in there and Maybe it don't work as fast as they want and they'll quit. It's only prudent that you and I learn how to identify our soil. Maybe you have a combination of these. You know, fi- check yourself out. You know, If you have sandy soil, you need to learn how to hang on to the word in dry times. Maybe you have silty soil. You know, don't be so intense. Just go with the flow and, 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 and uh, don't live just moment to moment. You, know, you walk up to some person, they make you mad. Walk up to the next person, they make you happy. You know, don't be so everywhere. You know what I mean? Try to be a little more even-keeled. Maybe you have clay. You know, maybe you need to warm up quicker to new revelation and be hungry for new things. So, as we're doing this, we need to learn how to keep producing where we're planted and ask God to bless and bring increase. Now, this is something that I want you to remember is is the fact that you know don't let your neighbor's crop cause you to stumble. You know what I mean by that? Maybe you look at your life and you look at the life of somebody over next to you and you think, man, they got it so much better than I do. i just not even worth trying. And see, that's a lie of the devil. Don't let your neighbor's crop cause you to pull back from God. But let it be an inspiration that it's possible. I want, I want you to hear this. God is not a respecter of people. God did not give somebody sand and somebody else loam dirt because he plays favorites. No. Life happens. We all go through different battles. Depending on where we was born, the things that happened to us, yes, life ain't fair. But I want you to know that God can turn it around. God can give you good soil in your heart. You can change your circumstances, you can change your situation. Because with God, all things are possible. But we have to understand where we're at and where we need to be. And if we do that, we're going to be well ahead of the game. Remember, the same seed is going into different soils. And it's never a seed problem, but a soil problem. So that's why you and I need to take care of our soil. God says, guard your heart with all diligence, for from it flow the issues of life. You know, just because it seems you're getting a 30-fold return now and your neighbor's getting a 60 or a 100. I want you to just hang in there. Hang in there and let God be God in our life. Amen? Amen. Let's pray.